It's Wednesday and I'm back again to talk about whatever random topic has caught my eye, and this week, it's toothpicks. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. What's so interesting about toothpicks? And honestly, I don't know yet. What I do know is that I don't know where or why toothpicks came into being. They're simple and small, but they're so incredibly useful. When was the first documented toothpick used? When did they start officially being used? Let's find out. I love toothpicks. They are incredibly useful for getting any bits out from between teeth, and more importantly, they make me feel like a tough biker ready to ride into the sunset with our matching leather jackets. I say our because I'm definitely in a gang. So toothpicks in a looser generalization have been around since forever, basically. Early Neanderthals would use grass and chewed on sticks to clean their teeth. Dental hygiene has always been of some importance, but I think that makes sense when you take into account how many foods aren't the most edible without cooking and or teeth. They were also made out of really whatever happened to be available and useful. Bones, sticks, shells, bird talons, etc. Then enter metal. That's when things got fancy. Toothpicks, like most new-to-society things, became a status of wealth. There still wasn't any mass production of the teeth cleaners, so individual toothpicks were made by hand and often decorated. For the more average person, bronze was right there for fashioning toothpicks out of. But for the wealthy, silver and gold were the metals to go for. Not only were the toothpicks made out of these expensive metals, they were also decorated with pearls and gems. Toothpicks were a statement that said, I'm better than you. Of course, there were those that couldn't afford the metal picks, and so they stuck with the classics, using your knife or a piece of wood that you whittled down yourself. Mass productions of toothpicks wasn't really a thing for a very long time. To get to mass-produced toothpicks, there first had to be a demand for them. If there isn't a demand for a product, then no one's going to supply it. That's just bad business. In Portugal, there's a place called the Mondego River Valley. It was here in the 16th century that nuns were making toothpicks to go with their sticky confections. Thought being you could eat the candy without getting so sticky and pick out any bits that got stuck to your teeth. The popularity of the toothpicks grew and spread, as did Portugal. Now, Portugal didn't literally expand its borders, but it did do what every other European nation did. It went and started a colony. The Portuguese colony in Brazil brought with it the habit of using toothpicks, and the natives ended up picking it up. Now, in 1826, the fate of mass-produced toothpicks was sealed, although no one knew it yet. That was the year that Charles Foster was born in Massachusetts in the United States. Charles was over in Brazil to help with the family business, yay colonialism, and happened to notice the natives had really nice teeth. He attributed this to their habit of using toothpicks and the wheels started to turn in his head. He could profit off this, oh yes. So, taking his happy little self back to the States, Charles started thinking and planning. He figured out how to mass-produce toothpicks using a splintering method, but then had to figure out how to make people interested in buying them. The fad for toothpicks that were decorated and made out of expensive metals had practically died out by this point, and people made their own toothpicks. Why buy something you can make for free? But Charles wasn't one to let logic keep him down. He had a plan. Charles hired some college kids to go into stores and restaurants to ask for toothpicks. They, of course, didn't really stock them, so when Charles showed up with toothpicks, they were more than happy to buy them from him. 
The students would then go into the shops and whatnot and buy toothpicks. They'd give the toothpicks back to Charles, and then he would sell them to the stores again, leaving them with a good impression of the machine-made baby sticks and Charles with the start of a business. The stores would then talk at the toothpicks to real customers. So restaurants and diners started to keep a stock as well. The rest, as they say, is history. Nowadays, toothpicks are still around, but they seem to be losing in popularity to floss, especially those little flosses on sticks, and the fact that picking your teeth isn't really something that's condoned as much, especially out in public. Most people really clean their teeth in the privacy of their home bathroom. That doesn't mean, however, that there aren't still quite a few uses for toothpicks that have nothing to do with teeth. Toothpicks are still really great for holding food together, be it slippery desserts or giant sandwiches. They're also great if you want to bake potato. Just stick four of the little guys in the potato to give it legs before you bake it. These legs suspend the potato in the air so that all of its sides are cooked at once instead of one side laying down and being a bit raw. For clear tape, put the end over a toothpick so you can find it again without having to run your fingernails over the bloody thing six times, only to realize you were going the wrong way and having to flip it and go around six more times before you find it. You can also use toothpicks to help little saplings that have bent over or been injured. Toothpicks have tons of fairly neat uses that have nothing at all to do with their original purpose. While the reasons for their demand may change, I really don't think toothpicks are going to disappear anytime soon. I mean, how else am I supposed to look super cool when I'm leaning against brick walls in my leather jacket and sunglasses? We have to keep toothpicks. For the aesthetic, if nothing else. That's all I have for this week, and I hope you all enjoyed it. You guys should know how YouTube works. Huh. YouTube could be a cool podcast. Anyway, if you like what you hear, feel free to hit like and subscribe. And if you want a reminder every Wednesday that I've babbled about something new, give that little bell a tap. I'll be back in a week. Bye.